Okay, ask whatever questions you wish. Um, I have a couple of questions left over from yesterday. I think it's... Um, so when I have my hands together, and I know that I have my hands together, I don't know that my knee is hurting because I'm paying attention to my hands. So I'm always missing something. <laughs> and that's baffled me for a long time. It's like to pay it, and I have had an experience of experiencing allness. But not all, yes, I have had that. But not, I don't have that all the time. Um, uh, am I uh, aiming to have that all the time, that, that kind of allness? Okay. I believe it is. Okay. <laughs> so, do I need to repeat the question for your benefit? Okay, so... Um, she asked if, um, she said when she pays attention to something, like, say, the hands touching, she doesn't notice that her knees are hurting, and that has always baffled her. Um, she has had experiences of being able to know everything, but she asked, is that what, what she's aiming to, is that what she's supposed to be aiming to get, to be able to know everything all the time? So the teacher's answer is this. He says, when we are aware, when we are aware, we can, and the awareness is, is strong or sharp or pretty established and more natural, we can be aware of many things at the same time. When we are good at focusing, he says, we focus on one thing and that blots out everything else because that's the nature of focusing. So he says, rather than learn to be good at focusing, if we can learn to be good at just, just being aware. Um, where you're just um, meeting the object, just noticing it. He says then when you're just noticing it, you're also noticing other things that are happening around it or in the background. The other thing is, he said, that if you begin to not only notice the object, but the mind that is noticing the objects, when you begin to notice the mind that is noticing, he says that mind has a capacity to do much more than you are. That mind notices many things just by itself. And so if we can become aware of the mind that is noticing. So when we become able to know the mind, he says, then we become able to know more objects. If we are always just focused into the objects, he says, then we're, the mind is not able to open up. He says, that's why he says, make it a habit to know the mind. What is the mind doing? What is the mind knowing? He says, um, only when we repeatedly try to know more about the mind, he says, then slowly, he says, all the sixth sense doors open up to you because it's all received through the mind. He says, so if you find it difficult to recognize the mind in the beginning, he said, just stay with the object. Just keep the awareness of object continuous. But remember, he said, at some point, when you find that your awareness of that is pretty established, he says, Remember to come back to check to see whether you recognize the awareness that is, being, that is present and doing this. And he said, when awareness is continuous, even on the object, he said, it's like putting dots on a line, uh, dots down in a line. When you put down many, many dots, what comes into relief is a line. 
In the same way, when you've been aware continuously, the objects may change, but what has been consistently happening is awareness. That awareness should come into relief for you. He said, if at some point, you know, more and more into your practice, this awareness is not becoming apparent to you, you know, you need to go towards it. He says, if you're always only staying with the object, you know, you need to grow that, that part of your practice. It must get there. Then it's the right road to be Yeah. And if it only stays on the object, he says, you know, you, the mind is not moving towards vipassana practice. If you don't, if you can't know the mind. And he says another thing is just a simple intention in the mind. If the mind wants to know this, he said that's what the mind will do. It will only know this. But if you if, he said it's a very subtle, uh, you know, the way the mind is holding its, its attitude to the practice. Um, but if the mind has this sense of, I want to know what is here. What, what else is here? If the mind even has that question, he says, the mind becomes able to see what else is here. Simply because it has that intention. So that idea is very important. So that's why he says it's important not to have a target. If you have a target, this is what I need to be observing. He says the mind will only go to the target. I I think that um, when I'm a, when I'm thinking of the mind, of being aware of the mind, I'm I'm noticing the thought, or it's still an object instead of, when you say relax the mind, it's kind of widening and opening, kind of, it's, it's a very subtle twist, and I think, it's, I think what you're talking about maybe is only happened to me, like when I'm following that line, 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 mm-hmm. then suddenly I become aware of, of the awareness. Is, right. is, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you're finding that, but you can't, you, you can't sort of um, uh, tune yourself into that mode yourself. It only happens to you. I, I think you can't, so. I, yeah. Like today when I was thinking, oh, this is what they, they mean. It's, it's more, I was noticing the mind state, like I was, the thoughts and the mood and the, yeah, yeah rather than the part that knows that. He said, you can just start this way. When you can't tune into it, he said, don't try to. Don't try to find it. Just stay with what is. Knowing that it will, that that's where it's supposed to lead, will lead the mind there. Yes. Some of us in our daily lives, um, say in arts or science or academics or um, engineering, we have to use sort of all of our, all of the brain power we can muster for long periods of time. And you're saying that uh, we should be aware, using our awareness of the mind all the time. Is there a conflict here? He says, so you say you have to put in all the energy you can muster, right? He says, when the mind is in a good mood, isn't it easier to apply that energy? Isn't it easier to do that work? So if you're always noticing how your mind is feeling, is it tense or relaxed? Is it chaotic or settled? Is it peaceful or not? If you're noticing these things and 
and you know learning how to bring the mind to better states of mind he says don't you think in better states of mind then you will always find it easier to to do what you do he says when we always know the state of mind he says then whenever the mind shifts into a little negativity the moment it shifts he says we notice and when the fire is small it's easy to take care of he said when we are not noticing what's happening in the mind it escalates to a point that it's calling to us at that time it's pretty strong then you have to give it a lot of time and attention to take care of it to make it come back to its good mood so he says when we're stressed is not the time to start practicing he said we should be doing it all the time he says of course it is difficult to do it all the time we just need to be patient and persevere just not give up so consistency just trying over and over and over again but the you know the secret is he says don't watch body sensations all the time in trying to be aware watch the state of mind more as much as you can he says notice what is the mind thinking how does that make it feel what is the mind thinking how does that make it feel just learning just learning interested in finding out you know it and you'll see If he, if he comes back a year or two later and you've been doing this he says you have a lot to tell him <laughs> he says so it's one year's worth of homework <laughs> um, I, can i can i go um thank you it's a very good teaching Um I'm wondering about the consistency in the application of the aware mind um in in the world. Um my own experience is is that being in a retreat situation or being in my own home being out of the stream of this culture here makes it much easier to be relaxed and open whereas to be caught up in the day-to-day business world which is something i know you're familiar with it seems much more difficult for me to be able to focus on myself while i'm by nature of the job that i and many others have we are asked to focus on a product or an outcome. So if you could talk a little bit about how to work with that situation, I would really appreciate it. He says um getting that product out, relating to people in your business, um having to, you know, do the things we need to do to get it all right. He says what do we do all that with so just keep knowing that mind as much as possible he says and the practice will come along together with your doing everything thank you <laughs> he says we look with our minds we pay attention with our minds we think with our minds he says 
Um, that's why he says, please know the mind as much as possible. He says, in our daily activities, he says, that's why he says, it's not possible to be mindful continuously throughout our daily lives if we don't know the mind. He says, the main, one of the main things that's easy to notice about the mind uh, throughout our daily lives is actually what it is feeling. What it's feeling. And he says, if we just keep noticing every now and again what we're feeling as we're doing something and over and over and over again. All. He says, slowly, other information about the mind will start filtering into your consciousness. You'll start to notice other things even as you notice the feelings. And when you're free, you're alone in the toilet making coffee. He said, don't just leave the mind alone. Keep watching that mind. Make that a practice. He has a question to ask you. He says, is looking and seeing the same thing? Or everybody. Is looking and seeing the same? No. What is the difference? Attention, right? Intention to see is looking. To look, you intend to look at something. That's the mind intending to look. Yeah. Is that hard to notice? Is that hard to recognize? The mind wants to look at this. Right now, if you look at something, the mind is looking at this. So, in the environment that is difficult, you need to make it a deliberate practice to want to do it, to want to notice. And when you're free, when you're alone, you just keep practicing it so that it can become easier when it's not so easy. And what about listening and hearing? What is the difference? Same difference. All day long we use our minds to do our work and everything. He says the problem is we just don't notice. We don't recognize. He says, and practice is the key. Practice, practice and practice. He says we think something Something is difficult. We're not skillful at something when we haven't been practicing it, when we haven't been doing that all the time. Um, I, I've been meditating for about two years with an object of the breath. And um, there's certain hallmarks that let you know that you're going in the right direction. Maybe just small, small things like your, your mind goes off the breath less often or it becomes you become your mind becomes calmer um, what would be the hallmarks of knowing that you're doing the this other type of practice uh, that you're progressing in this other type of practice he said um, you can feel it he says you you know yourself your mind is calming down don't you how do you know that you do. Yeah. So you will also know. The mind will know when it feels that it, it is doing something in the practice. It is actually doing it consistently. It starts to notice. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you, you know, you, you say yourself when the mind is becoming more settled and so on. You know something has been positively affected. He says, but in your practice of watching the breath, he says, so you get to a point that it's 
the mind is getting more settled, more still, he says, but then you should be asking yourself a question now. He says, where do I go from here? At that time, he says, you can start noticing things like this. While you're watching your breath, he says, um, there is the observed and the observing. And can you see the different natures of these two? And do you feel like there's just one experience or can you tell the difference? So some investigation is coming in into the nature of mind at work. Then he says the mind gets interested, it gets more awake, alert, because it's investigating this, and then the mind starts to know. The mind is knowing the breath. And then if you know that the mind is knowing the breath, you're starting to recognize the mind that is knowing. Slowly, the mind that is knowing will start to reveal to you everything else that it is actually knowing. He says it's a pitfall sometimes of, you know, watching one object that once we've gained that calm and quiet, we actually don't know what to do with that. So we continue to kind of observe and if the mind is not interested in just that after a long time, it can kind of be like always this thing and then um, not knowing what to do, it slowly kind of dozes off. And then he says, when we doze off... When we doze off, we don't know why it's dozed off, and we also don't know how to deal with it. And our solution to it is to put in more energy to pay attention, and then we get tense. And, and then this cycle goes over and over again. Last, okay, we do two, two last questions, him first and then you. Uh, my question today is about uh, in my relationships, social relationships. I uh, feel like I'm at a point in my practice where I am able to like recognize the basic uh, like Buddha nature in other people, or see like how we're all very equal in you know wanting happiness. Um, and so like there's an awareness inside me that is able to like recognize that and see that but sometimes even with like the most like amazing people or like who I recognize are amazing there's like I notice also like a small ego that is um like even like especially I think the emotion that comes up is is boredom or like I'll be bored with someone and I'll want to like uh, there's a small yeah, you know, small self that just wants to like tear them down or just dis, like disinterested by them, and so I I notice like a struggle between sort of like noticing their good nature and then also just like how to work with that. I guess that's my question. So this this reaction of boredom and all is towards these people. Yeah, like there's like there's the awareness which is like the big mind, and then there's the ego which is, has whatever, you know, and so how do you, you know, recognize that someone, like, how do you value someone else's nature even when your ego is telling you otherwise? He says, don't try to stop it. This is real. This is what's happening in the mind. But it's the the mind, not your mind. Don't believe it. It's doing its work. Don't try to stop it. 
look at that and how it's doing its work to recognize and understand what it, what forces are at work. You, you start to see when these minds are at work, and this is how it perceives this person. When these minds, and it, these minds are not always per- present if you're watching, sometimes they're not present, and how then does it perceive the person? Then you start to see how the mind is doing this. Vipassana is the practice of looking at the mind to see how it's doing at work mm-hmm. as it is, then you come really understand the mind. So you're not so you're not trying to create any mind state for yourself and you're not trying to make mind states that are here go away. Right. Uh, so but obviously I, I'm, it seems like I wouldn't tell someone, you, you know, you're just boring me right now. Uh, <laughs> no, he said, you're just looking at yourself. You're not expressing everything that's going on. <laughs> he said, you get into trouble if you say that. You'll get into trouble if you say that. <laughs> Just investigating your own mind, learning about this mind. There's the last one. Thank you. Um, I had a couple of uh, points I was hoping for clarity on um, in regard to the person when she asked her questions about work. And um, Sayadaw said that um, it's easy to attend to the feelings. Easier. Easier to attend to feelings. It would it will help things open up. And I had a question. When you say feelings, is this in regular English, like anger, sadness, or is it more the Buddhist feelings of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral? He says, you know, the name is really not important. He's really talking about what you're really experiencing in there. Just know that feeling, whatever it is, everything it is, no need to have a word for it. Thank you. Um, and then the other part was, uh, then was mentioned, the, the difference between looking and seeing, hearing and listening. And then um, I'm not sure what, why that was even mentioned. Was it something about intentionality, the intention when you're listening? He just wants us to notice the activity of the mind. Like when we're seeing... He said when we're seeing, the mind is not uh, putting out energy, but the mind is still seeing. When we're looking... It's still through the medium of seeing, but the mind puts out energy to look at something. He just wants us to notice all of this is mind, but seeing the difference in this energy helps us to recognize the mind. That one is the mind putting out energy, the other is the mind just at attention, you know? He says, say you don't look. You're not looking at anything in particular, but you have your eyes open. Isn't seeing still happening? Yes. And in the same way, hearing is happening all the time, even if we're not trying to listen. Yes. 
And so it really leads to this point is that um, if we don't focus or pay attention to something in particular, isn't the mind actually always aware anyway? Yeah. So actually, th- th- that is what he's trying to bring to the surface. So then the, the mind would be aware all the time, but you may not get the gist of what the person in front of you is speaking to you about. No, not like that. If the way we are being aware has too much focusing, that's when we lose the gist of what the other person is saying. Because you're focusing too much on yourself. That's when communications go sour. <laughs> um, Whereas if there's just this natural awareness and recognizing everything that's happening, so then you, you know you're hearing and listening, you know you're understanding and then feeling and then thinking. To Whatever is noticed is okay. He says the two things that we find most difficult to meditate with is seeing and talking. And it's only because we lack so much practice in trying to be aware when seeing and talking. We just never try to practice. So that's your homework, everybody. So I think what I'm hearing is it's finding the, just the, the, it's sort of the right effort, the right amount the right of it, a focus and relaxing in. It's no focus. No focus. The right amount of just being aware. Of being yeah. with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So everybody else after lunch. <laughs>